Hi, I'm Pete Pisaris, and today we're going to drink wine together on San Francisco People. Welcome to San Francisco People. I'm Frank Garza, and today's show is one of the ones I, I most look forward to. We're going to do a blind wine tasting with Pete Pisaris. And I can't believe it took me so long to come up with this idea. Um, this is something I've actually been doing for a while. I, I host a lot of blind wine tasting parties with my friends. So I'll invite usually anywhere from like 10 to 14 people over. Uh, I found that that's the ideal number. Um, I'll usually break people into teams of two and have every, every two-person team bring over one bottle of wine. So we'll taste, you know, five, six, seven bottles and when they bring them here, I take the wine without you know, letting anybody else see it, and I put it in a paper sack um, to cover the label and hide it, and then I put a number on it. And um, then we all go through and taste all the wines in order um, with no idea of what it is other than just what you can see, smell, and taste. And they're really fun. Um, if you've never done something like this, I'd highly recommend that you do it. Um, you can do different categories. I'll usually have people, I'll say, hey, bring a California red, you know, or maybe we'll even do um, all Cabernets, you know, or something like that. But, you know, assuming it's something like bring a California red, we'll go through and taste them. And I'll have everybody has to guess what the varietal was and then vote on their favorite and least favorite. And, you know, then at the end, we kind of share the results and, uh, you know, share who won, who brought the best bottle, who brought the worst bottle and, you know, laugh at that person. It's really fun. But there's a couple things I really like about these blind wine tastings. The first is that it really shows you what you like. And um, it takes all of the preconceived thoughts about what a wine is, you know, the price, the label, if you've heard of it, um, you know, what people have told you about it, it takes all of that out. All you have is, um, again, what you see, smell, and taste of it. It's all about what your palate likes. And um, it will surprise you sometimes. And one of the things I always do when I have these is I'll throw in a really cheap bottle. You know, I've thrown in, you know, a $3.99 Sutter Home um, from Safeway. And every time I've done that, somebody has picked that as their favorite. You know, I'm from Missouri. And I went back to Missouri one time and went with my family to a, a local winery there. And I brought a bottle back and poured everybody Missouri wine. I'm telling you, it, it was bad. It, it was bad. Um, no offense to any of my fellow Missourians out there, but this, this bottle just was not good. There was still somebody that night that picked it as their favorite. So I love, I love to see that. And then the other thing I like is it can kind of uh, expose... Um, how little people do know about wine sometimes. You know, I've had people come in that are so-called wine experts and you think this person is going to get five out of six or six out of seven and they end up getting one, you know, or maybe two at the best. So um, it's always really surprising results. Um, it takes it just down to the taste alone. And I was talking with my friend Pete Pissaris recently about the podcast I'm doing. He was talking to me about how his business is going um, he's a certified sommelier and he has a small business called wine with Pete and, uh, we came up with the idea. Let's do a blind wine tasting on the podcast. And so that's what we're going to do today. 
like I said, Pete is a certified sommelier. Um, and I didn't even realize this until a couple of years ago. It's something he just went out and did on a whim. He was, he was doing, t- taking, taking some tasting classes with some of his friends. They were doing a sommelier exam. He decided, Hey, I'm going to do this too. And then one day he just told me, Hey, guess what? I'm a certified sommelier. And, um, I've never done a blind wine tasting with Pete before. Um, so I have no idea how he's going to do. Um, but I've had a lot of good dinners and drank a lot of good bottles of wine with him. I know he's really passionate about wine. And, uh, so we're going to put him to the test today. Here's how it's going to work. I've picked four red wines from all over the world. Pete knows nothing about these wines, um, but I'm going to pour him four glasses of each of them. And all he's going to have is what he sees, what he gets on the nose, and then what he tastes. And from that alone, from about a one to two minute analysis of the wine, he's going to tell us what is the varietal, what is the country and region, what is the vintage or the year, and what is the price point. And I'm going to score him on each of these. So if he guesses the varietal or the grape correctly, he gets one point. If he guesses the country correctly, he gets a point and then a bonus point if he chooses the region. For the vintage, I'll give him two points if he guesses the exact year, and I'll give him one point if he's plus or minus a year. And then the price, I'll give him two points if he's within 10% of the actual price, and one point if he's within 20%. And at the end of the day, we're gonna add it up and see how we did. So I'm excited to see how he does. Uh, you're gonna enjoy this. If you're driving or if you're out exercising, don't do this, but if you're at home, go grab a glass of wine, Sit down, turn up the podcast, and let's go taste some wine with Pete. Thank you. Nice to be on the show. Pete, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into wine? So wine has always been a fun hobby for me. Um, I, uh, my background's chemical engineering and, um, I've really loved food and wine and, uh, growing up in the Bay area, most a lot of people love food and wine as well. But, um, I started taking a class with a wine class and as I started learning about it, there were some people in the class that were studying for their sommelier exam. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I should do that too. I'd have no idea why, but I just wanted to do it and challenge myself. So I started studying with them. I joined some wine tasting groups. You know, we were tasting like 30 wines a week for seven months and just really getting into it. And they, they were depending on it for their job. And I was doing it for fun, but I got in the same mentality that I had to pass this exam. So ended up taking it. I passed it. And I was like, cool. So what am I going to do with this? And then a lot of friends were like, oh, you're a sommelier. Okay, so now you have to teach us about wine. You have to teach us about wine. And then I thought about it and I'm like, oh, no one's really doing like fun wine education parties. So I put together a, um, a small little business and um, starting to do uh, wine parties with people's homes and at wineries talking about their wines and just having fun with wine basically. So let's talk about this sommelier certification process a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's pretty difficult to pass that test. Can you talk about the process and what the testing process is like and all of that? Yeah, so the the Court of Master Sommeliers um, is, that's where you get your certification for a sommelier. Um, I don't know if other people have certifications, but that's where the official certified sommelier certification comes from. 
And they have, um, when I took it, which I passed it in uh, 2008, I believe. 2008 or 2009, something like that. And um, there's an introductory exam, which was pretty much all theory. It was a written exam. You need to pass that to move on to the certified exam. So once you pass that, then you can sign up and take the certified exam. Uh, and the certified exam is kind of a day. Uh, it takes a day. You have to take a day away. Um, and it's a three-part exam. It was for me. It was a, uh, a blind tasting of a red and white um, where you have to really analyze the wine to, you know, on a, on a wine grid. Um, it was a service exam and a theory exam. And by service exam, I mean there's a master sommelier who sits down. Uh, you serve wine. They say, I want this meal. What do you recommend? And you say, oh, I recommend this wine from this appellation with this winemaker this year. Why do you recommend that? Because well, it'll go well with XYZ. Okay, well, I want to go to New Zealand. What do you recommend there? So they kind of like trying to stump you. So, um, yeah, after doing those three parts, uh, I ended up uh, passing to my surprise. And, uh, yeah, I love it. It's fun. So tell us a little bit more about this uh, small business you launched after getting the certification. Oh, yeah. So it's called, it's a, it's a really cheesy name. You ready for it? I'm ready. It's called winewithpete.com. Wow. That's actually how'd, how'd the website. How'd you come up with that? Wine with Pete. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it. Simple. I was trying to come up with a, uh, a simple, easy name to remember for a website. And my Greek name, which is Abaminonda, is not the easiest thing to remember. So I did Wine with Pete. <laughs> I like it. But uh, yeah, did winewithpete.com, put up a website, and it's just been kind of a fun side, you know, not side, I, I, I was doing it um, pretty heavy in the beginning, and then I took some time off, um, you know, I, I took some time off, I went to Australia for a total of about a year coming back um, in between, um, and uh, yeah, so I did some wine work over there with some restaurants too, but kind of, uh, you know, took a break from, from that here. And, uh, but I still, I still do them every now and then when people wanted me to. Right. So tell us about your time in Australia and what the wine culture is like over there. Yeah. Compared to Australia. California. So, um, I did get a really good feel for what was going on in Australia with the wine. Um, they have a lot of great wines, a lot of great wines in Australia. And unfortunately we don't get any of them. <laughs> uh, we get yellowtail. I mean, look, we don't get, we do get some, but I don't think people have an idea of, of the quality that, that can come from Australia. Um, they're still quite young to the wine game. Um, they are a new world wine, obviously, but, um, you know, they, they are, they do have great wine, uh, coming from many different regions in their country. Uh, I was able to try a lot of them and some of the wine work I did over there was work with restaurants and do food and wine pairings with their meals, talk to them about the wine, adjust their menu to go well with their wine. And, uh, in that process, I was able to taste a lot of wines. That's always a good thing. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. But they have a, a, some, you know, one little subtle difference is uh, one of the first questions I asked one of the wine education parties I did there was, so what's the difference between Syrah and Shiraz? Ah, well, see, do, do you I know? know that one. Okay, what is it? Well, it's the same grade. It's There's the same, no exactly, difference. Exactly. And it's, it, they just, I, you know, I don't know where it, I'm sure you can Google it and look it up as to why they're called different names, but, um, yeah, they call it Shiraz. We call it Syrah, same varietal, but uh, they're producing a lot of great Shiraz. They have a lot of good um, Semillon coming from the Hunter Valley. Uh, yeah, so just a lot of interesting wines. They're, they're, it's a young wine culture too. It's kind of cool seeing where most people are 
with their wine knowledge, their wine uh, enthusiasm, they're wanting to drink more wine and educate themselves more because they are where we were, in my opinion, uh, we being the Bay Area and Napa Valley, like 10, 10, 15 years ago. They're just behind as far as, you know, people love wine. They just don't really know that much about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you ask the, the normal wine drinker in the Bay Area and they're pretty knowledgeable about wine. The people have educated themselves about wine, which is great. Um, so they know they love it. They drink it. Um, but they're, they're developing more and more wine bars are coming out. More food and wine pairings are becoming popular. You know, it's, it's a young, exciting kind of new, um, thing that's going on there. So it's cool. And now you're back in California. Are you ready to put your skills to the test tonight? Yeah. So this is going to be fun. Blind tastings. I love doing blind tastings because it, it takes away the marketing with a label. It takes away the, um, uh, the price point which people think if they pay a lot of money, they get a good bottle of wine, which is not necessarily true. A lot of times it is, but it's not necessarily true. Um, and it takes all that wine away and you get to analyze the wine itself. So the way I we'll... that too. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be fun. So the way I will go through the wine, um, it's going to be the way that, uh, you know, it's going to be very, very detailed. Um, I'm going to go through three points of the wine. The initial will be at the site of the wine. The second will be the nose, the smell of the wine. And the third will be the tasting of the wine. Right. All those elements are important to figuring out what kind of wine it is. And the answer of getting this right or wrong is not you got the varietal, you win. Okay, It's like, it's like when you take a test worth 100 points, the varietal is worth like two points. You still can ace the test without getting the varietal right. Mm-hmm. If you analyze the wine correctly, if you get the acid levels, if you get, you know, the fruit levels, and you can confirm. You know, a lot of times what I get is people say, oh, I like it. There's something familiar to it. I don't know what it is, but I like it. And then I mentioned some things. So, you know, do you get raspberries? Do you get, oh, yeah, I do, I do, I do. So the only difference is you're tasting the same one I am, the same wine. The only difference is that I've, I've had more practice putting words to the wine. And when you hear those words, then you it recollects your brain as to, yes, that is a raspberry. Yes, that is a lemon, you know, so... So it's good that we're both going to be tasting these wines. So you can either agree or disagree because we both have an opinion as to what the wine, what, what I'm getting from it. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your thought process All right. as you try and figure out what these are. And, and we are going to put Pete to the test here. He's going to go through the thought process. He's going to go through all that he talked about. But then ultimately, he's going to give us what varietal, country and region, vintage and price he thinks the glass is. And I'm going to give him a score based on that too. <laughs> so let's do, right. the, let's do the first one let's so Pete's the got it in his hand right. he's doing a little swirling okay I thought it would be fun for those of you listening to know what the wine is um, that Pete's about to taste before he starts talking about it okay so this he can't hear any of this of course I've recorded it afterwards um, this first one it's a it's a burgundy so um, it's a Pinot Noir uh, from France uh, the vintage is a 2011, and uh, the price, uh, this one was $35. And the label, I'm really going to butcher this. Um, my French is not good, but it's a uh, Domaine to Balt Ligère Belair. Um, I'll have a link to it on my website, but uh, that's what it is. So, a lot of times you hold up, well, when you look at the site of the wine, you hold it up against white paper behind. You tilt the glass sideways, 
and I'm looking at this wine and it is a dark ruby center very very it's a see-through wine so automatically I'm gonna assume it's a Pinot or a Sangiovese it's some kind of light colored wine um, and you know you won't get a cat you, you could get a Cabernet but generally a Pinot is a very thin light-skinned grape generally that's why it makes a, a lighter red wine um, so I'm gonna swirl it along the the rim of the glass and then lift it up and then I'm going to look at those lines that it's creating and how long it takes to form uh, tears or legs, whatever people want to call it. Um, that indicates the viscosity of the wine, which can tell you that it's a, from a warm climate or cool climate. It's taking quite a while for these legs to form. They're just falling now. So that took about 10 seconds for them to fall. So with by looking at it, we've already looked at it and said, okay, the tears have taken a long time to form. That could conclude, it could, I'm not saying it will, but it could conclude that this grape is from a warm climate because warm climate regions produce sweeter fruit, right? More sugar. When there's more sugar, there's more alcohol to ferment or there's more alcohol due to the fermentation process because it has more sugar to work with. Um, so I'm already, I'm already thinking, okay, warm climate, Pinot Noir, just from looking at the wine, okay? Now we're going to go to, to the... Um, Oh, and also one more thing I always look at for the site is, do you get any browning towards the edge of the wine when you tilt it? That can indicate uh, age. A lot of times okay. wine can, can turn a little brown. It's not, it's not a bad thing at all. It just indicates the age. If it's older, it can be a little more brown. If it's younger, it can be more uh, vibrant color. This is a very vibrant red color. So I'm thinking it's a young grape within wow. five years. Okay. So... Um, now to the nose. That, that was all done by sight. We haven't even smelled yeah. it or tasted it. I know. I'm, 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 uh, I'm wowed already, Pete. <laughs> We're not here to wow. We're here to <laughs> learn. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, let's go to the smell. So, what we're going to do is swirl it around. And the, way, the reason we do this, it, there's, there's no other reason. If people do it, um, you know, I, I guess people think you need to do it. You don't need to do it. The reason we do this is that it aerates the wine a bit and you get more of a, like a, plume of, of a smell in your in your nose you want to get as much smell as you can right so let's, let's twirl uh, you know swirl it around a bit let me take I'm gonna take a, a sniff okay I'm getting um and now you just start mentioning what you get mm-hmm so from the smell do you get any anything from the smell right now very light and fruity to me okay I get I, I get the same I get very light and I get fruit. I also get um, some earth smells. I get, okay, so there's gonna be some weird things I'm gonna mention. Yeah, and people go for say, it. oh, you don't get it, you know, but. Anything goes on this podcast. It's whatever Pete. comes to your mind, okay? <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. There, when people say, oh, it smells like garbage, yeah. Like actually, like, like, you know, like an outhouse, the correct word for that is barnyard smell. If okay. you've ever heard a barnyard smell, it's a nice way of saying it, it could smell like a, you know, something that you don't want wine to smell it. But it's not a bad thing. It's just the smell you get. So a couple ideas I get is I, I get bark. I hmm. get um, wet moss from the smell of this. Hmm. I get black cherries and raspberries. A lot of raspberries and strawberries. Yeah, I get the raspberries. That's for sure. I don't think I got all the other stuff, though. And I get a hint of citrus. Just a hint. Okay. Ladies so, and gentlemen, his nose is really in this glass. Yeah, I try to you. stick it... 
Well, look, the, the more in you put the, the nose, yeah. right, the more you're going to get a, a representative smell of that wine. This wine, I don't wonder, oh, this wine's quite cold too. Hmm. So, yeah, usually you want to heat the wine up um, if you're analyzing. You know, yeah, well, look, let me back, backtrack. You don't want to heat it up. Yeah. You want it to be like, let it know, sit out a little bit. Room temperature longer. a bit. Uh, when I was taking the exam, I took both my hands and held the wine glass and tried to warm it up as much as I could. And the reason for that is that more, more uh, smells and flavors come out of the wine. So, you know, I think that's why we're not getting as strong of a smell. But yeah, I think, uh, so what did we say? We said raspberries, black cherries, strawberries. Um, we get some earth. I get some, a little bit of dirt and um, uh, tree bark. Okay, so now we'll go to the taste. Cheers. Cheers. Frank is laughing at me because I switched the wine around. I'll explain to you why, why I do that. <laughs> it's not to be like pompous and arrogant, okay? There's a reason why we did it. <laughs> I was laughing at the, uh, it was a very aggressive swirl. It was. Swish, I should say. I swish it like mouthwash. Yeah. I want to okay. aerate the heck out of it. Um, and the reason is because you just you just get more flavors. I want to swirl my entire, you know, put it all over your tongue to get all the senses involved. The first thing that comes to mind when I taste it is acid. It is an acidic wine, um, which leads to, it can lead to a lot of things. But let's, let me take a second sip. Well, actually, let me talk about the acid first. Okay. So the first thing I got was how strong the acid was. Okay. It almost tasted like, like lemon juice with acid content, not the flavor mm -hmm. of lemon. Mm -hmm. um, that can indicate a few things. Acid can indicate a young wine. It can also indicate a cool climate wine. Um, acid can come out more when it comes to cool climate and um, uh, and young. Um, because of the color and the smell, I almost want to say right now that it could be cool climate old world, which is um, basically old world is is Italy, France. Um, it's it's the U.S. is young is young is much younger wine, and uh, Australia. You know those are considered new world. And so I, you've changed because when you look at the legs earlier, I think you were leaning more I towards know. warm climate, right? But now the taste is well, more could of the be, cool climate. Yeah. See, and that's that, this is what makes it fun. It's a puzzle piece. Yeah. And what's stronger, right? What 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 parts of the puzzle piece are going to be stronger parts in in how you decide to do it? So I'm going to take one more uh, one more taste here. This is the part I wish was on video. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, so it's definitely an acidic wine. It is fruit forward, but it's a light. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult because I want to say. What are you uh, kind of debating between Okay, so right I'm going to go old world. Okay. I'm going to say it's a young wine. I want to say Pinot in, in looks, but I think it's a Sangiovese. The reason I say that is because it's a little more peppery in the taste. I tend to find Sangiovese a little more peppery in the taste, uh, like white pepper. Um, it's, uh, it is acidic, and it is cool climate. Uh, the legs did take a while to form, but I feel like the acid 
and the cool climate, the acid, and the fact that it it does have earth in it, pushes me more towards old world. Um, now now since saying that it's old world, right? Already narrows out, so it's like kind of honing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to this this kind of grape and the flavors I'm getting, um, I'm already gonna say I'm gonna say old world, probably France or or Italy, right? Now, what are the main red grapes that are coming out that are light-skinned grapes? France has great Pinots, and Italy has more Sangioveses, right? So that's why it's like, okay, Pinot, Sangiovese. This tastes more like a Sangiovese to me. And because it's young, I'm probably going to say, we're in 2014 now, I'm going to say about 2012 Italian Sangiovese. Okay. So that's the call. That's the call. So varietal Sangiovese, country Italy, vintage 2012. 2012. Uh, 2012. And, two, yeah. And what about the price? Oh, price point. Okay, let me see. Okay, it's a little. It's a little. Um. I would say this. This is probably about. Fifteen to twenty dollars. I'm gonna say sixteen bucks. Sixteen bucks. Okay. There you go. Well, let's. Am I let, am I let's horribly wrong? It. Let's reveal it. <laughs> let's reveal it. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna pull the bottle out right now and show Pete. This is what you this is what you drank, Pete. So you were really close. Oh, so it is okay. You were really close. I, I'm impressed with uh, with how close you got on this one. Okay. Um, it's a Pinot. It is a Pinot from France. It's from France. It's a Burgundy. Um, what year is that on the bottle there? 2011. 2011. So you're one year off. And then the price is actually $35. It is. So okay. it was a little bit, a little bit higher than you. And you know uh, what? You if I, if I had thought it was French, I would have guessed more than automatically $20, raise the price yeah. just because of the name. Yeah. Right. Because French wines demand that, that kind of price point. Yeah. Um, I am a little surprised on the, yeah, because it does have a little more um, a Sangiovese taste to me, to me, but um, it, it's, a, it's a nice wine. It's very nice. Do you want to read the, the label of it? My French, I can't pronounce my French it. isn't the best. <laughs> it's a uh, Tibalt Vigère Belair. I believe it's from the Haute Côte de Nuit. Uh, that's horribly said i'm sorry yeah, yeah. if you speak french but <laughs> well uh, on the show notes um i'm gonna make sure and list um i'll put links to all these bottles that we drank uh so you guys out there can see exactly what it is apologize mine and pete's french isn't the best yeah i apologize but we got so we got the we got the um region of the world right and we got the year close enough um i'm sorry i, I was actually surprised i thought i would have got it if it was a pinot noir from france but right I, I think that was pretty good. Oh, okay. I, I, you were, you were, I mean, right there until you changed your <laughs> mind at, at the last minute. So that's pretty good. So you got, uh, I gave you one point on that, Pete. Oh, I get a point. You got a point because you were within one year of the vintage. Excellent. All right. But I was, uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good what you did right there. All right. Let's, let's Frank, go on. Frank, you realize I'm not here to get points. I'm here to impress you. You realize uh, that. Well, you've already, you've already done that. You've already done that. Well, then I've won. I have won. I won that one. All right. Let's go on to number two. Okay. So now that, now that we've kind of explained why we do things, do you want me to just kind of go through the site, nose, and taste now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
All right, so on the site. Yeah, we definitely still want to hear your thought process on how you're figuring this out. This next one, wine number two, is a Shiraz. So that's the varietal. It is, of course, from Australia in the Barossa Valley of South Australia. And the vintage is a 2012. The price is $20. And the label is an Elderton Estate Shiraz. On the site, this is a deeper red. For sure, it's a deeper red. Um, it is a brilliant color. Um, on the edges, it's a much lighter, deeper ruby in the center. Still see-through. Um, and when you swirl it, the color dis does stay on the glass for a bit. And the legs do take a while to form. I'll tell you when. I'm swirling right now, and I'm lifting up now. Waiting. Uh, the legs are forming now. So they're falling down. Um, it looks really... It, it's a... Very nice color. Uh, I don't see any browning, so I'm not assuming much much age on this wine. Um, but let's go to the to the nose. Let's do it. Hmm. A lot different than the first one. A lot different. A lot different. I still get a lot of earth though, <clears throat> so automatically right. I'm going to old world. But we'll see. Okay, I know I'm trying to warm the wine up. Frank's laughing because I'm holding the wine glass weird. Um, okay, so on the nose, I get some coffee notes and some chocolate notes. I get that. Um, blackberries, dark berries. Definitely black, black cherries and blackberries. Um I also get some some earth notes. I get some dirt. I get some bark again. Um, so let's let's go to the taste. Can we taste this let's thing. Do that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Usually, it's most people's. <laughs> hmm. What do you think? It's a nice wine. Yeah, I like the this acid one. levels medium. Definitely, it's a little more fruit forward wine. So, my pat, my nose, I am confirming my nose when I taste it as far as the fruit, but I do get more fruit than earth on this, on the taste. Okay. Um, I get a lot of raspberries. I get some, um, some spice notes of. Cinnamon and light pepper and some, yeah, like some peppercorn. Okay. Um, He's going back in for another. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give everyone the play-by-play -play here. You look perplexed. Uh, yeah, I'm a little torn because I'm trying to figure out the alcohol level. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do? I should <clears throat> tell you the alcohol level too. That's always fun. I like trying to figure out the alcohol level. Um, so I'm going to, as far as year goes, you know what? Let me, let me narrow it down from old world to new world first. Okay. I'm going to say it's new world wine. Why is that? Because... I am getting, um, I'm getting, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, this one's tough. I'm getting 
some good alcohol level on that, which would make me think if it has high alcohol, usually that means it's a warmer climate. Okay. Okay. Um, but I do get some earth notes, um, but it could just be a, uh, a Pinot, maybe in a cool climate of California, you know, maybe down in the Santa Cruz in the Valley or something. So I'm going to say as far as the, I'm going to say it's a new world wine, um, climate. I say, we'll, we'll say moderate. Okay. You know, I'm not going to say warm or cool. I'm going to say moderate cause I'm going to get some earth notes. Um, New World, moderate climate wine. Um, as far as the, let me go one more sip. Yeah. Okay. Definitely New World. The, the fruit definitely pops out. Um, fruit forward, which makes me conclude that definitely New World. Um, it does have some acid, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the age of it is fairly young. Uh, probably call it a 2000. I'll go with 2013. No, no, I'm going to go 2012. 2012. Okay. Um, and 2012, Pinot Noir from California. If I had to guess more specifically, uh, south of Napa. So maybe in the in the uh, Santa Cruz region, Santa okay. Barbara, Paso Robles. What about price point? Price point... I would say, let me see. Price point, I would say between, I would say $24. $24. Yeah. And how do you, um, that's one thing we haven't talked about a lot. When you name a price point, what considerations go into that? Um, well, a lot of it is, okay, like I said before, it was coming from France, I would have upped the price, right? So you have to, you have to see, what region, what is their prize grape? What do people want? You know, it's all marketing, really. Right. So supply and demand. People want, they want a Bordeaux from France. They want a Cabernet from Napa, you know? So those are the most popular, a lot of times, the most popular wines from those regions. Um, but Pinot Noir, um, Pinots are very delicate grape. They're very difficult to make well because of how thin and light-skinned the, the, uh, the grape is. Um, and... Really, you don't see, from my knowledge of Pinots, the most expensive Pinot I've had is $100. Mm-hmm. You really don't get Pinots more for, worth more than that. Um, and just from my experience, really the price point comes from taste and knowing. Taste and you just, you just experience and tasting and remembering what they're from. Um, the wine tastes good to me. It's a very nice, you know, light-skinned grape. I try or, uh, light wine. And I try to place it as to other wines I know in the price. So I've had Pinots that are very similar to this, and they cost between $20, $25. So I'm going to guess 24 Okay. So you went varietal, Pinot. Yep. Country and region. You went California, um, Napa Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Um, vintage, you went what year? Uh, I'm going to say 2012. 2012, and then price, you went $20. And it definitely has oak, which makes it conclude all this more. Okay. Okay. All right, you ready for the reveal? I'm ready. Let's right. see it. So you weren't as close with this one, Pete. I was not. You're right. Okay. New world. Okay. Oh, I didn't get the grape right. But I took you back to Australia here. Oh, what I is it? I took you back to Australia. It's a Shiraz. Oh, this is not a normal Shiraz. No? No, this is... Why not? Shiraz is a very heavy, 
Great. Okay. That's great. I'm glad you brought me there. But uh, yeah, I, I would never, I would never have brought it to Australia. Yeah. Very so, cool. So what, what bottle is it? Can you, can you share that with everybody? Yeah, it's um, Elderton Estate. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. From the Barossa Valley, Shiraz, 2012. Um, so, so yeah, it's... So this is a lot lighter Shiraz than what you're used to tasting. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Because it's... Uh, um, Shiraz is usually a, a quite a full-bodied grape. It's usually, you know, it's something you have with with big, hearty things, right? Um, the Barossa Valley definitely brings... That that Shiraz, great Shirazes are coming out of Barossa Valley, right? Um, and most of the Shirazes that I've had have been much more of a Cabernet style, much heavier than than the one we had. Um, just on sight alone, I'm surprised that it's a uh, Shiraz and not a not a Pinot, right? But that was fun. I love yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. You did nail the um, the year. You said 2012, right? Oh, let's do. I did say 2012. Yeah, yeah but year is very. I mean, look. Within five years, you're, it's pretty yeah, yeah. much your, your... Oh, and the price, you know, and that's... I actually forgot to tell you the price in the last one. I, no, I did no, say you did, $35, you did. right? Yeah. Okay, but on this one, $20. 20 bucks. there you and go. And you nailed it, right? So there you got... You, go. uh, you actually scored four points on this one, Pete. Well, uh, And, uh, you know, you're, two, you're actually two for two in terms of the old world versus new world, right? So you're narrowing them okay. down. You, you're doing the first yeah. selection good. And... Um, well, I think I think you're gonna nail this next one. I think let's next do it. Time let's do gonna, it. You're gonna get the Frank, world. Frank, did I impress you? It's all that matters to me. It's oh, all that yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's taste. Uh, let's taste number three. All right. Let's do it. Let's bring it on. Wine number three is one of my favorites, actually. It is a Keenan Napa Valley Cabernet. So uh, varietal Cabernet Sauvignon, country United States Napa Valley, of course. The vintage is a 2010, and the price of this one is $48. Okay, so on the site, this is a darker red, much darker. I can't see through it already, so already I'm determining, you know, this will not be a Pinot. <laughs> Let's see. And it does hold a color. Um, the tears form quite quickly, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, if we go by our our scale, it possibly could be a cool climate, old world, just because it may not be a, a you know, if it's warm, more viscosity, like we said before. <clears throat> Let's see it on the nose. We're swirling now. Okay, on the nose, uh, you get a lot more different flavors. Really? Or smells, rather. Yeah, I'm getting... What are you getting... I get some uh, blueberries, some blackberries. You always get berries. Uh, I get oak. Um, I get vanilla. So vanilla, toast, or nuts usually are indicators of oak. Okay. So if you get any almonds, any toasted bread, any kind of uh, vanilla flavors, uh, those are all indicators of oak. So if mm. someone says, what does the oak tell you? Uh, it just tells you. It doesn't really help you on on the varietal. Well, it okay. can help on varietal because some varietals just aren't oaked as much as others but um it just tells you more as to the wine you know it just gives you another indicator as to what the wine how the wine was made right um but i do get oak you know some people will say i don't get oak but i get vanilla it's like nope that's it you got it you know it's awesome so um so on the nose i do one more smell here 
Okay. It smells great. It smells really good. Yeah. But like um, other than what we said, not much more. All right. It's kind of cold, so I don't think we get as much as we can, but it's all right. Anyway, let's go on the uh, the tasting here. Okay. So much different than the other grapes. Much different. Different. Much more different. Um, can't so? speak today. <laughs> um, all right. So right off the bat, as soon as you take a, a taste from it, um, do you get that, how your mouth kind of uh, perks up? It wants to chew something? Yeah. Those are the tannins of the wine. Okay. Right. So um, simply from the tannins, uh, it does have some acid, which means, you know, I, I think it's a younger wine. Um and the strong fruit forward, uh, I'm going to say New World. And um, I'm tending, I'm leaning towards a cab. Okay. The reason I say that is because, um, pro- you know, a lot of this is process of elimination. Right. And I can even say you've already served me a Shiraz, so it's probably not going to be <laughs> Australia. Um, and where else are you going to go for cabs? We live in California, some of the best cabs. So um, it does have oak. Cabs are, uh, you know, a cabs, and I, I'm pretty good at picking out California. Now I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna get it wrong, but California wine is what we taste the most of, right? Mm-hmm. So usually, what you taste the most of, you're most, you're best at picking out. Um, so what does California really produce a lot of? Cal, uh, cab, Zinfandels, you know, there's a lot of red wines, um, but I do get that kind of jammy, blueberry, blackberry taste. It's lingering in your mouth, and the longer it stays in your mouth, that's also an indicator of acid. Acid holds that flavor and carries that flavor. Um, it has a, a good alcohol content, which also makes me lead to warm climate. Um, so, so for sure, I'm gonna say warm climate. Okay. For sure, I'm gonna say New World. Um, so now let's go back and and start tasting. You know, now we have to pick the varietal, the year, uh, and I'll try to guess the alcohol. Yeah. All right. I'm up for let's more tasting. For that's taste. for sure. Let's do it. Cheers, <laughs> cheers Frank. <laughs> Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, it's really nice. This is good. So it's, it makes me want to say, I'm I'm gonna narrow it down to Cab, Petite Syrah. Um. But the reason I'm not gonna call it a Zin, is because I don't get as much pepper, as I think I would in a in a representative sample of Zin. Okay. Right. Um, I do think it's from California. I think it's probably from the Napa Valley um, or that region up there. Um, but you do get you do get good acid. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was from more of a, uh, another region in California. You know, like I said before, like a central coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a younger wine. I'll probably say 2000. Uh, well, it does. It's not super. I'd say 2011, 2010. Um, cab from Napa. Okay, so let's let's nail you down here. All right, varietal. You said cab. Yep. Country and region. You're going California. Yep. Napa. California. Yeah, California. California Napa. I think it's probably northern. Vintage. What year? Uh, I'll say 2010. And then price. Oh, let me guess on price. I I quite like this one. 
Okay. On price, I'm going to say 27 to 30. All right. You ready? Let's hear it, Frank. How, how wrong am I? You did it this time, Pete. Oh, really? You did it this time. Really? So, uh, vintage, you said Cabernet. It is a Cabernet. It's a Cab. Wonderful. Um, country and region, you said USA, California, Napa. You're right on. Really? Excellent. Uh, vintage, you said 2010. It is a 2010. No way. Really? It is. Wow. Okay. That was a guess. Um, but you were a little <laughs> off on price. Okay. Um, you said what? 20, 27, 30. I, if I had a guess, I'd say higher. Yeah. It was actually $48. Okay. I believe that. Um, and uh, it's this one right here. It is a Keenan. Oh, great. Well, before um, I see, up on can Spring I taste Mountain? The, the alcohol content? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Sure. That's always fun. See if I can find it on here. Okay, I'm going to say on this, I'll say 13.5%. All right, it's 14.8. Okay. 14. Well, you know, so you know uh, I do believe wineries in California are given a 1.5 variance. <clears throat> okay. Excellent. Just to cover my butt. <laughs> well, that, that, that was pretty good, Pete. That I was do pretty good. I, I, I think I was a little... I do believe that uh, it was more of a $50 bottle of wine. It does taste in that price point. Right. Like, I, I, I'm, not that, I'm not surprised is what I'm trying to say. So you scored five points on that wine. That was almost perfect. The only thing you really didn't get was the price point. Okay. So, uh, wow, nice, nice job that on that fun. one, Pete. That was a good one. All right. All right, you got one left. One more. All right. One left. Let's see if you can end it on a high note, Pete. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's go back to the last wine then. <laughs> <laughs> All Let's right. Let's do this. And the last one of the night is a Malbec. So that's the varietal. It is from Argentina in the Mendoza region. Um, it is a 2012. Um, and the price is only $12. The label is a Tinto Negro. So what do you think about number four? How does it Let's look? Let's do it. All right. So on the site, it is dark in color as before. Um, holding it up now to see the legs. The legs are forming now. So it, it is a little viscous. Um, and it is a, a very, very dark red. Very nice uh, color. Very deep ruby mm -hmm. out to a, a lighter red on the sides. Um, on the nose, let's swirl it around. I get a lot of the same smells we talked about before. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely get oak in this. Um, a strong oak smell. I get um, yeah, I like blueberries, it. blackberries, exactly what we got before. Um, I do get more spices. I get more pepper in this on the nose. And some cinnamon, possibly a little bit of clove, and coffee. Do you get the coffee? I don't think I get the coffee. No? Okay. Okay. So, now, let's taste. All right, let's On do the it. last one. Might as well cling on this one. There you go. Wow, this one is. That's much this bigger. This one is so different than anyone we've had so far. You actually, I don't know if it's you meant to do this. Class. You poured them in order of light to dark. You yeah. know that, right? I definitely poured the uh, the Pinot first, but after that, it was just more of. Well, a you, you did. Shoes. You did it right on. Yeah. This was. This is definitely the heaviest. 
the most full-bodied um, red that we have tonight. Yeah, it's it's big. It stands out. It's big. It definitely stands out versus the other guy. three. No yeah. doubt about it. Which I like. That's, that's what yeah. I like. No, it's great. It's a beautiful. It's really nice. Okay, so I get one thing that stands out on me on the taste is um very fruit forward, right? So fruit forward. What do we say when it's fruit forward? Between new world and old world. Old world. I say new world. New world. No doubt about it. I'm gonna say that as well. So new world wine. Um, it does taste like it has a bit. Like it's it, it's not too young. So I'm gonna go a little older on age on this. Okay. Not too much older, but I'll probably say about um, between maybe 2008, probably 2007, 2008. Okay. Um, new World Wine. Uh, you know, when, when you say New World, wh- wh- where do we go? We go to California. We go to U.S. Everywhere but Europe, right? Is that is that is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. It is right. So um, so this could be, you know, a a um, Malbec from Mendoza, Argentina, right? It could be that. Uh, it could be from California, because most wines. I mean, there's wine made all over the U.S., but everyone knows Napa, right? right? Um, Argentina is making wonderful wine, wonderful wine. Unfortunately, we don't get to try most of it because they don't import it. Because people don't know, they don't buy. When they don't buy, they don't import. It's a vicious cycle, Frank. I can't. <laughs> I can't sleep because of this. I really can't. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have we have plenty of other wines to uh, to fill our palates. These up. are the worries of my life, as yeah, you can yeah. see right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. We're gonna take one more. So taste. I like where you're going with this. All right. Well, the funny thing is, is I've had Sangioveses that are this big. And I've had, um, but this is this is definitely a, a fruit, very fruit forward. You get a lot of the fruit. Mm. I get a lot of raspberries, a lot yeah. of strawberries. Um, I do get some oak, not as much as I did on the nose, but I also get some pepper. Uh, but what I'm gonna go with? Let's, let's go vintage. Let's go vintage first. Vintage. What are you going with? Um. No, I'm sorry. Not vintage. Let's go varietal first. Okay. Varietal? Yeah. I know I'm going to get this one wrong, but varietal, I'm going to say Malbec. Okay. And what made you say that? Because it is it is a big red wine. Okay. Very fruit forward. Malbecs okay. are definitely in that category. Um, you know, and a lot of it, it like you said... We've tasted California. I don't think yeah. you're going to put another California. That's not a big weight in my in my um, analysis, but um, it has a, a slight... So now you're trying to get in my head as well. <laughs> Frank, I'm always <laughs> trying to get in your head. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Argentina's <clears throat> making great wine. Okay. I'm going to say 2009 Malbec from Mendoza. Argentina. Price point? Price point. Let's see. Um, 
Price point, I would put it $32. $32. Okay. So you're going varietal Malbec. Country and region, you're going Argentina, Mendoza. Yep. Vintage, you're going 2000 and what'd you say again? Um, 2010. 2010. And price points, you're going 40 Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, I'm going to say 32. 32. $32. Okay. So. How wrong am I? You did good on this one again, Pete. Did I? You did good. So no way. Is it really Malbec? Vintage is a Malbec. Excellent. Um, and then, of course, it is from Argentina uh, and Mendoza. It's younger than you thought. It's a, a 2012. Okay. Um, and it's only $12. Really? Yeah, really okay. cheap one. This is really cool to talk about now. Yeah. So here you go. Um, it's a Tinto Negro from Argentina. Oh, very Malbec. cool. It's a very nice. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna tell you best value out of all the ones we've tasted by far. This, yeah, yeah. by far, um, the the thing that's really great about um, wine from Argentina is you find great wines like this, um, and they're at great prices. And the reason you're getting great wines like this at great prices is that people just don't know about. Argentinian wine. They don't know about Australian wine, you know, and the people, the Argentinians get, get to enjoy this great wine, you know, and it's, and I want to actually want to go there. I, I've, I've had many master sommeliers tell me in their opinion that it's the best wine region in the world. Right. Um, undiscovered wine region in the world. It's, um, it's just, there's great wine coming from it and we're not even scratching the surface is what the potential is because we don't get to taste it. Um, but because of that fact, you can find great values because people just don't know about it. So there's not a demand. So the, the marketing, they just can't, they can't put that high of a price point on it. But um, this is a great bottle. And yeah. these are the bottles that I jump on. Yeah. There was one time I tasted a wine. I was like, oh, that's a $100 bottle of wine. It was 20 bucks. Yeah. I went and bought two cases or well, a case and a half. I gave it to my sister and I split it. But um, th- that's, that's the wine I buy. You know, there's a lot of wine I taste that I'm like, Awesome bottle. I love it. I think it's a hundred dollars. Yep, you're right. It's a hundred bucks. Awesome. How many are you gonna get by? Not that many. Because a hundred dollars is very it's expensive for a bottle of wine. And and the difference for me between the one I thought was a hundred dollars versus the one that is is not that big. So right. you know, it just shows you that it just, follow your palate, don't listen to others. <laughs> You heard it here. Follow your palate. That's it. <laughs> Inspirational words from Pete Pisaris. So, Pete, I'm impressed. The last two, you, you pretty much nailed. The first one, you were you were so close. You were on the Pinot Sangiovese like, edge, and you went the Sangiovese route. But, you know, three of them, two of them you nailed. One of them you got really close. Um, great job. <laughs> I'm impressed. How do, you think, how do you think you did? I mean, if you were... If you had I'm, gone into a test with a with a master sommelier and like you had just done the same thing, what kind of feedback do you think he would be giving you? From right a now? master sommelier, yeah. I probably would have gotten horrible feedback yeah. because they're at a different level than I am. But it's um, look, it's it's the thing that I love about blind tasting. I don't do it that much, right? And honestly, I'm 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 pleasantly surprised as how how I did tonight. But the the uh, the fun thing about it is that. Everything's a puzzle. I absolutely love solving puzzles. So there you have it. Blind wine tasting complete. I have to say, I know I said it on the show already. I'm impressed. 
I'm really impressed with what uh, with what Pete did there. Um, just judging from the other blind wine tastings I've had at my house, uh, and nobody's ever done that well. Um, I watched a few of these shows online. There's various things out there on YouTube that you can check out. And uh, Pete did just as good as a lot of sommeliers and wine experts they have on those shows. So he nailed two of the four, and he was so close to getting three of the four. Um, he did a great job, and, um, and uh, I was really impressed. Uh, afterwards, we had a few friends over, and uh, they helped us finish the wines. We even brought a bottle to dinner later that night. Um, so I'm happy to say none of the wine went to waste afterwards. Thanks to everybody for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you want to get some more info about Pete, um, you should check out his website. It's www.winewithpete.com, and you can email Pete um, at pete at winewithpete.com. And uh, just contact him if you have any questions, if you'd like him to host a a wine event um, that you'd like to have. Um, He does a great job with that sort of stuff. And you can also get more info about Pete by going to my website. It's www.sfpeoplepodcast.com. And if you go there, click on the front page, you'll see um, the show notes for Pete Pissaris. Click on it, and you'll see a recap of the show. You'll see links to his website and all the stuff we talked about, including a link to all of the different bottles of wine that we tasted. And um, I got all of them at k If you guys haven't checked out k you should. They have a, a store down on 4th Street, I believe, in Soma. So you can walk in there and check out their wine selection. But then also, I buy all, almost all my wine on their website. It's really easy they, to search by different categories, and you can read reviews and ratings about the different wines, and it makes it really easy. I just order them all online, pay for them there, and then you can have them delivered to your house, or you can have them uh, will-called at the store in a Soma, and that's what I usually do. So check that out. Um, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter. It's at SF People Podcast. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can do that by leaving a review on iTunes or you can email me. It's frank at sfpeoplepodcast.com. Um, also, email me if you have an idea for a future show or if there's a guest you can recommend. Uh, I'd love to hear your ideas. So, thanks again for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks. I'm Frank Garza for San Francisco People. Mm-hmm.